Hi everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School podcast. My name's Grace Gupta, and I'm a copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. The objective of this podcast is simple, to speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to their basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. Now today, I'm delighted to be joined by Mimi Fernandez, Director of Customer Success at Beyond Booksmart. Beyond Booksmart provides executive function coaching to students in elementary school, middle school, high school, and all the way up to college. Their mission is to empower students to manage themselves effectively by providing tools, strategies, and mentoring that leads to a lifetime of success, allowing them to clarify and achieve what's important to them, be more fulfilled, and contribute to a better world. So thank you for joining me, Mimi. Thank you for having me, Grace. I'm so thrilled to be here and spend time with you. Oh, it's amazing. Very cute, very sweet. Right. So to kick things off, could you just tell us, our listeners a little bit about your, your role at Beyond Booksmart and how you really got into custom success in the first place? Absolutely. Um, so I was the first hire for the customer success department. My leadership team was very astute in reading the book, Customer Success, and said, we need one of those people. And so um, I was their first hire. I have one um, CSM now, one manager, and we have 35 part-time customer success people who are current or former educators. So it's kind of a unique setup that we have these part-time folks who are on the front lines of our customer success team. I came to this in a roundabout way, as you mentioned. I was a journalism major, major in college, um, wanted to be a reporter. So I'm very curious. Um, I then got into PR and marketing roles. I worked at major corporations and agencies, nonprofits, and then I pivoted to business development. And I was even a mom influencer for a few years. So I was a mom blogger, which was kind oh, really? of fun. Wow. <laughs> And when I looked at the job descriptions of customer success, I, I had an aha moment, which I'm sure a lot of customer success people do because we all, no one goes to school for customer success, right? Um, but I really had this aha moment of, you know, could I, how could I bring all of my experiences together in a meaningful way? So for example, I really understand brand and reputation and the importance of story and insights that can impact a business. And I think anyone who's had a previous role that requires being persuasive in some way are great candidates for customer success. I love that. Yeah, it's such a varied function that I think you can draw so many people from different backgrounds in. You know, last week we had we were speaking about transferable skills in customer success. So it is like it's like I think it's a perfect, perfect place, perfect sort of job for people with lots of different backgrounds. Um so for the most part, I think most of our listeners will understand that CS tends to operate within tech companies um, that offer a subscription service. And I think our audience will mostly be familiar with like B2B companies. But and when people think of customer relationship management in sort of regular non-SaaS businesses, I think our mind is drawn to customer support and service, you know. But I think for the customer success collective, we're Real, we're champions of the fact that I think that customer success goes beyond like the confines of a business or a team, um, and it should be absorbed into like a a business's wider ethos, their philosophy, um, and whether that they sell subscriptions or you know they provide education educational resources. Um, customer success has a place, but 
you know, what I think our listeners want to know the hows and whys. So would you be able to like outline any sort of key differences that the way customer success is sort of employed in a SaaS company, like with a rolling subscribed customer and, you know, a non-subscription based company, more traditional? Yes. And I'm going to kind of flip it and say, I think there's more similarities than differences. Um, and, you know, but it's really about uh, in the non-SAS world, leadership looking inward and setting an intention around the customer experience and putting resources behind it. Mm-hmm. So at my company, Beyond Booksmart, we are a membership-ish model, which has helped us with retention. And like a SaaS company, we are focused on efficient and thorough onboarding, you know, that post-sale moment the lifetime value of the customer and how we're retaining them through trust and and what those outcomes look like. So we're looking at a lot of those same metrics um, that a SaaS company would. But I think it's also important to remember that no matter who the buyer is, whether it's a business or a consumer, that we want to focus on that that the sale is emotional emotional for them. It, it's their reputation is behind it. Their money is behind it. You know, maybe they had to convince a lot of people for that sale. So my focus is on how can I make them the hero at their job or at their home? You know, how can how can my team, you know, help uh, remind them that they are a hero for buying this product? Um, and then, you know, like SAS, it comes down to are they using the product? How often? What will they tell others about us? I take a lot of the uh, learnings from a SaaS company. I I worked with SaaS companies before and apply it to my work. And so I think um, uh, the customer success in either business model, you're still trying to crack that nut of how does satisfaction relate to outcomes? You know, uh, that both, you know, we, we we cross over and we can learn from each other. And, um, you know, I think that, so I, I find that there's more similarities than than true differences. That's interesting because one of my next questions would be, what, what are the common misconceptions around customer success in a non-SaaS company that you'd like to debunk? Would it be the fact that there actually aren't, it's, you know, it's the fact there are more similarities than differences, that it's not so polar opposite as you might think? That absolutely. And that maybe, maybe the perception is, I don't have data on this, but that we're not sophisticated. You know, maybe that we have, we don't have a tech product that automatically spews out data in this beautiful dashboard, but we are data driven and we're using um, that data to make business decisions. Um, And there's a lot we can do with simpler, with simple tools. I also think that many customer success people would agree that the numbers tell the story, that numbers and data is so important, but that the customer story is super important. And in my position at this type of company, um, it's very natural for us to capture those stories and have access to them, which is information a tech product might not have easy access to because they're focused on the tech um, or the data coming from the tech. Um, And all that said is, is, we are very much looking into tech tools that can give us more efficiencies and insights. So I do have a lot of vendors calling, you know, wanting us to consider their products. And, and we are doing that in very meaningful ways. Oh, that's really interesting. So, so at Beyond Booksmart, um, beyond, sorry, Beyond Booksmart even, um, like 
how does customer success function there? Like, you know, in your, so your day in, day out type, type, uh, well, uh, well, we, we do deal with the customer service issues. You know, we deal with, with humans, people who have brought our, bought our service and either are, you know, dissatisfied or need support to continue the service. So we're dealing with that. We're also, um, we're also uh, looking at churn. We're looking at those metrics that a SaaS company is looking at. And when I built the customer health framework, um, which was a top priority for my bosses, um, I, I kind of looked to my tech counterparts and said, what are they measuring? And so I'm measuring, do they use the product? What outcomes are they reporting? You know, the NPS score and, and have they interacted? Have we interacted with them in a meaningful way? So I sort of picked 90 days. If I haven't talked to a customer or if they haven't come into our, into our world in 90 days, that's a blind spot for us. You know, they could just be sitting there chugging along and happy ish or, they're just holding it back. So we want to make sure we've had an, a meaningful interaction in the last 90 days. And then one other thing I would add is that are these are these people willing to share their story? I actually spend a good amount of my day calling customers. I talked to a dad yesterday who just wanted to tell me this amazing story of his daughter. And, and that gave a boost to my marketing team who then was able to uh, turn that into a testimonial that might help prospective customers. So I think that, um, uh, you know, having those goals to talk to customers and to hear their voice really, you know, helps us all stay excited about our work every day. I love that. I love that that you can see like actual positive like changes and you can actually like feed that into the rest of like the company. And it's kind of like an ecosystem in that sense. Um, so you mentioned that you measure churn and you have like a 90 day sort of time frame. So like, you know, core metrics like NPS and, you know, retention rates and satisfaction scores and all those kind of things. Do you use those then really um, on a sort of day to day basis? You do. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it um, it's a barometer for us right now. Now, you know, as I said earlier, how are we going to crack the nut of this information and you know, outcomes. So I I think we still have a lot of work to do on how we're using this information that we have, you know, so beautifully put into a pie chart and, and relate it to our, our customer's journey and, um, and, and where they are in that journey. So I'm looking at ticketing systems and things like that. Um, One of the things we're also testing out using our, our former clients is we created a word of mouth campaign what is the uptick of that word of mouth? Are people referring us? Because we know that people who refer us, that equals the best kinds of client for us. Mm-hmm. So if I can use my customer success um, knowledge to, to even ask the question, would you tell somebody about us? We'll give them a free session of coaching and see, and that, that'll be a way for us to measure the uptick of that of that program. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But um, so are there any ways in which you'd say that, you know, customer success functions in like a SaaS company that actually they could learn a lot about how it's done at Beyond Booksmart? Do you know what I mean? In non-SaaS companies, do you think there's like a little lesson to learn? Because obviously, like, you know, it, you know, it does originate in SaaS. So you are sort of looking at like how other companies do it. But do you think you could t- turn that a bit and like 
yeah other companies could look at how you're doing it and learn learn a few things yeah i i wouldn't say i'm so bold that i could teach a saas customer service leader anything but what i can say is that we might offer a reminder that the buyer that the buyer is emotional and that whether it's their reputation you're enhancing or you're literally changing their lives you never forget that making the customer a hero is a business imperative and and feedback those stories of success and challenges to your team and that may boot, boot, give them the boost that they needed that day um the customer success people i've met all seem to come to this discipline because they like helping others they're data driven and analytical for sure but i also think we are we strive to approach the customer experience with empathy and curiosity and that's gold for any organization and putting that mirror back on that uh from my my seat could be helpful to a, a SaaS leader. Interesting. Yeah. So do you think, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I think it's definitely more human led. I mean, like, like you said, there's a lot more, a lot more room. For, I know, I know customer success always strives for empathy, but it sounds like that that's really, really is at the core genuinely what what you do. Cause I think lots of companies do say that they're, you know, human led or, you know, but a lot of it is, down to data which you know is that's it's a delicate balance i think is in customer success but um i'm interested in the fact that you know you were the first hire as you mentioned like and you've sort of you've sculpted out this department you know on your own really um and you know you said you've got we've got you've had a csm hire um but if you were if say one of our listeners was you know perhaps look looking to looking to implement a customer success function in their business and you know they're in you know not a non-SaaS company like what advice would you give to them yeah um I I would again say to look inward and I think any company that doesn't have someone who isn't the CEO obsessing over your customer then that is then that's a blind spot for you and you know marketing is creating your ideal customer profile um, customer success team is truly the source of truth about your customer. And you um, you want those people that will tell you if you have spinach in your teeth, you know, <laughs> you want them to, you know, you want to hire people who will represent your customer voice really authentically. And it may even be a former, a former or current client who believes in your mission, you know, who's used your product. Um, I would also say, Give the customer success person permission to be honest and tell you what you need to hear. They should be fearless because sometimes your baby's just not as cute as you think it is. <laughs> and, and then finally, just aligning those team members. I did not build customer success myself. I partnered with my sales, my sales leader, my mar- the marketing leader, the product development team, and we had to be in lockstep for me to be successful. I I am only a mirror and a, a mouthpiece for our customer as much as um, they are touching the customer in their in their ways. So bringing us all together was super imperative. Right, interesting. Yeah, I think I guess that also comes down to the fact that you know departments don't work well if, when they're working in silo. You know, you've got to be speaking to your other like you've got to be speaking to your sales um, team. You've got to be speaking to the product. Like, there's so much feeds into you know, what the customer, by, by customer feedback, um, you know, it's, it's all important to all stay in the loop. Um, so what would you say, if you could, what would your sort of custom success philosophy be, if you have one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if this is trite, but I, I just truly believe that by putting the customer experience at the center of your business decisions is 100% will improve your reputation, your grow your revenue and retain both your clients and your teams. You know, this is about making your teams excited about the customers they're working with as much as it's about that, you know, um, helping the customer be excited. So um, that's, I, I don't know if that works, but that was the, uh, no, I do love that. Yeah, I think I think you just you hit you hit the nail on the head there. Like it just has to be your, the customer has to be the focus, you know. Um, oh, Mimi, I love talking to you. Um, before we wrap things up, um, if somebody, you know, if they've had their interest peaked and, you know, they're wanting to like, you know, as I said, speak to you more, speak to you more about this or implement a customer success function in their organization. You know, if someone wanted to reach out, would where would the best place be for that? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, it's Mimi Fernandez. I love LinkedIn. I'm such a networker. I And anybody looking for work and customer success, I love to help mentor and guide. Um, I've actually uh, been putting myself out there as a, as a mentor to new customer success folks. Um, so yeah, find me on LinkedIn, Mimi Fernandez, Mimi A. Fernandez. I think that's where, that's the easiest way to find me. Yeah, because there isn't a huge amount on custom success outside of SaaS. And I think that, yeah, I think it might be hitting, it might be helpful for some people to, you know, actually speak to somebody who's lived it, who's lived and breathed it and who is living it, I think. Yeah. Well, and you guys are, you guys are so great about bringing community together. I mean, I'm on your Slack channel. I read your content and I, I think that, you know, it's, if you are, because if you are interested in this, in this profession, you know, really getting curious about how, how others are talking is is just super helpful. Even the fact that you got to this part of the podcast and you're listening, it means that you're going to grow in this business. So. Wise well. Okay, right. That's LinkedIn, everyone, for everyone listening. Um, thanks again, Mimi. Thanks so much for coming on. And yeah, it's been, you've been a great guest. Thank you, Grace. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.